Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. If you are interested in learning and hearing one of the most inspiring stories that I've heard this year, I want you to stay tuned. I'm in a mastermind group with a gentleman that is just phenomenal. He has taken his filter off totally and he has made it through and survived on the other side, just a very, very serious health crisis. And so if you are going through a health crisis or you know someone that is going through a health crisis, Stay tuned right now. You're about to be inspired. Well, welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, also known as the Private Money Authority. And in today's show, we're going to take a little bit of a detour. Uh, we're not going to dive deep into real estate per se, but we are going to dive deep into a very inspiring story that can change your life and make a difference. But before we get to my guest, uh, I have got a gift for you. And that is if you're interested in getting funding for your real estate deals without relying on banks, mortgage companies, any kind of institutional lenders, then here's my gift. I launched earlier this year, it's called the Private Money Academy Membership. And twice a month, I go live on a private Zoom coaching call and I interview successful students. We talk deals, talk about how we're finding real estate deals, how we're getting them funded with private money, again, without relying on banks and institutional lenders. Uh, we talk about all kinds of real estate, but I want to give you a free gift. Come join us and check us out at www.jayconner.com forward slash trial. That's T-R-I-A-L. 
after the show, get right on over to Jay Conner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash trial, T-R-I-A-L. And again, uh, if you're on a YouTube or iTunes or Google Play, we really appreciate it for you to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. And on YouTube, be sure and tap that little bell so you'll be notified so you don't miss out on any of these fantastic shows and guests that I have on here. Well, as I mentioned or alluded to a moment ago, I'm so excited to have a friend and fellow mastermind brother come on here to the show to tell his story and make a difference in your life. So let's bring out of the green room right on here up front, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy, are you there? I am here. How are you doing today, oh, man? Scott, I lost connection, so I'm going to sign out real quick and hop right back in. I'll be right back. There we are, Jeremy. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Jeremy. I appreciate so much you taking the time to come on and join me. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You betcha. Well, as I mentioned to everybody here uh, in the opening, um, you and I are in a mastermind together. And a few weeks ago, I heard you speak on stage and uh, I just really uh, appreciated uh, your authenticity and, and et cetera. Uh, but before we jump into your uh, story of uh, breaking through and living through the uh, health crisis, uh, tell everybody your background story and how you got to where you are today and uh, tell them a little bit about Spartan Media. Yeah, so I've had kind of a, an interesting ride. Uh, you know, I finished high school, uh, joined the Marine Corps, bounced all over the world there for a while, and then uh, started my first business, which was a colossal failure. I uh, pretty much lost everything, went into massive debt from there, uh, spent a few years kind of rebuilding, started my second company, um, an agency, and ran that successfully for many years until the episode that you had briefly hinted at in the beginning here when I had a health crisis that almost killed me. Um, and then, you know, racked up hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical expenses and bills and burned through all of our savings. Um basically had to start over from zero. Well, from less than zero, really, because we had racked up debt. And, you know, then I had the additional challenge of starting over, which in the marketing world, you know, at that, at that point, I was pretty much on my deathbed for about two years. So there was no case studies. There was no examples. There was no clients. So I had to start over from less than zero at that point. Um, and now here I am today. Wow. So um, I want us to get into your health crisis story and lessons sure. we can learn from that. But before we do, uh, tell everybody about Spartan Media and what your company does. So Spartan Media is a basically it's a full service digital marketing agency. But what we've been focusing on lately is taking people and turning them into an authority within their industry. Um, right now, the website doesn't really reflect that because the cobbler's kids always gets shoes last. But uh, <laughs> Um, but what we've been doing lately is, is taking people and, and turning them into an authority within their industry. So, uh, there's a particular example that I like to use. And that's this, this example was kind of the, the pivot point for me. Um, at one point in time, me and a good friend of mine, I ran my marketing agency. He ran a printing company, a particular client together. You know, he did all the printing stuff. We did all the marketing design and all of that. Well, at some point in that relationship, he decided to sell his printing business and go work for that client. And he quickly moved up to become the C uh, chief operating officer. 
But then because of some things that happened with the founder, uh, the company was kind of in turmoil and they got to a point where I think it was 19 franchisees were walking away from the organization. They were trying to organize a class action lawsuit. They had all kinds of uh, uh, online reputation management problems to deal with. It was just, it was a complete toxic mess from top to bottom. But what happened was because of all the things we were doing for them with the search engine optimization, the social media, the PR, all of the various marketing components, he went from basically having no experience being nobody in the industry. Uh, I left out a piece. He, the founder had to step down and he had to step up and become the CEO because at that point, the relationships were just destroyed. Um, so as a result of all of the things that we were doing for them, he ended up becoming so recognized and so authoritative within his industry that last year, before all this COVID stuff happened, um, I was actually in DC with him. He was lobbying Congress on behalf of his industry. So he went from basically being nobody in that industry to now he's up here talking with congressmen and senators about the laws that affect that industry. So we developed that into a a front-end service where we basically take someone and turn them into an authority within their industry so that they can get more media coverage, get in front of more people, uh, charge more money, and, uh, you know, make more, more profit. So um, what is your like ideal client? Like what type of industries does your service work well for? Generally, it comes down to somebody in a like a professional business services, right? So it wouldn't be necessarily good for a restaurant owner. I mean, although it theoretically it could help them in some ways, it's not going to have the same impact that it might for, you know, somebody like you where you want to be recognized as the person to talk to when it comes to this kind of stuff, private money, hard money lending, stuff like that. Um, so generally, somebody that's in a professional business service is going to see the most impact from this. Okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's dive into your personal experience and your personal story. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to you to tell that story, Jeremy, and I'll interrupt you when I think I need to. <laughs> okay. All right. So this one was uh, this was an interesting ride. I, I touched briefly on the crisis itself, but basically, what happened was I was kind of on top of the world, had plenty of clients, had plenty of money. Um, everything was going great. And then out of the blue, I get hit with this, with this health crisis. And, you know, I went to every doctor under the sun. Uh, I was going to the emergency room three to five times a week. I was trying to figure this out. Nobody had any answers and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So <clears throat> I was pretty much on my deathbed for the first two years of this. You know, we, we did all kinds of things from a pharmaceutical perspective, from a diet perspective. I was seeing all kinds of specialists. I was seeing, you know, things I would have never considered like, you know, energy healers and acupuncturists and, and all kinds of non-traditional uh, approaches. And throughout the beginning of this, it was incredibly frustrating because the doctors didn't know what it was. So they just dismissed it. It was, oh, well, you're having a, you're having a panic attack. You're having an anxiety attack. Well, I knew that wasn't the case, right? Because I had this pain from basically head to toe, um, from the skin down to the bone. And it was constant. It was 24-7. And it was a, a level of pain that I have never felt in my life. It was a 10 on my chart. And to put that in perspective, I took a tattoo off with a drum sander once. All right. So I have an abnormally high pain tolerance. So I've got this excruciating pain in basically every cell of my body. No doctors have any answers. Um, there's no idea as to when it's going to end. And there was, 
there was a point where I'm walking around my house, as, you know, as this stuff is going on, and I didn't mention this on stage, but uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of weapons in my house, a lot of firearms. I'm Marine. This shouldn't surprise anybody, but uh, I remember walking around and I would see these weapons in various rooms, and I would be feeling this incredible pain, and I knew that there was no answer, there was no idea as to when it was going to end, how it was going to be solved. And I got to a point where I actually understood how people got to a point where they chose to take their life. And it got to the point where I actually took everything, disassembled everything, tossed it into duffel bags, and I called a friend, and I was like, look, I, we don't really have anything to worry about yet, but um, I'm just letting you know that I may ask you to come pick these up and store them at your house for a little while. All right, so I've got all these thoughts that are just like absolutely – outrageous. Like I've never had these kind of thoughts before. And then right around that time, one of the toughest guys I've ever met, a guy I served with, his name was Todd Grant, ended up taking his life. And as terrible as that situation was, I, I also feel like it was a sign, right? Like I'm going through this, this happens. And I, I figured at that point, this is going to be, it's a sign and we're going to find a silver lining in this situation. And where I saw from that was, this is an opportunity to help, you know, fellow veterans. I don't know if you're aware of this, but within the veteran community, we're losing 22 roughly per day to suicide. So from that point, I made it my mission to, despite going through this insane health crisis, despite being in massive pain with no idea what the hell is causing it or when it's going to end, or if it, if, if we even could fix it, um, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get back on top. I'm going to serve as an example to the other veterans, to the other people who are struggling, even non-veterans, everybody, people who are struggling, people who don't know what they're going to do. They don't see a solution to their problem. And, you know, I began being very vocal about the challenges I was going through. I was very vocal about um, what's going on, what, uh, you know, how to overcome these things. Um, I was just completely transparent in, in all of this. Um, and at the same time, I started reaching out to people who I knew were struggling, um, fellow veterans as well as civilians. And it got to a point where my number was just freely passed around. And pretty much everybody knew that if somebody was struggling, they could give out my number freely to anybody. And as a result of that, I, there are several people that I've talked to. I've probably counseled hundreds of, of veterans uh, over the several years that this health crisis has gone on. Um, I remember one particular one that was really moving for me. And that was uh, a buddy of mine from high school reached out to me one night and he's like, Hey, we've got this guy, you know, he just got back from Iraq. He's going through all these issues. We've sent him everywhere. He's gone to all the counselors. He's gone to all the, the you know, the doctors, he's done everything and, and nothing's working. And, uh, he's like, do you mind if I give him your phone number? I was like, absolutely. Have him call me. So the kid called me, uh, we were out of town visiting a friend of my wife's. And so I take the call, I go outside and I'm talking to this kid for, I don't know, probably two, three hours, get him to a point where I think he's, he's in a good spot, come back in the house. Now, because of my health crisis, I've got my phone set to where at a certain time in the evening, it goes into do not disturb mode. So it's not going to ring. 
things will still show up on the screen, but it's not going to make any noise. So I come back in the house just a few minutes after he and I had talked and I get this little thing that dings up on the phone. No noise, just notification on the screen. It's a voicemail. So I pick it up and listen to it because it was, it was him. I'm like, well, shit, maybe, maybe something went wrong. Maybe he's still got a problem, whatever. I listen to the voicemail and he's just sobbing uncontrollably. And he's like, I just like, I don't know what to say. I've talked to all these counselors. Nobody's had any answers. And, and like, I talked to you and you just, you get it. And now I'm, I'm in a place where I see a light at the end of the tunnel and I see what's possible. And, and like, I'm, I'm in a, such a different place than I was even before I was in the military. And he's like, you know, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it was just such an emotional message. And that's, the kind of thing that I took out of this whole experience is the silver lining here is had I not gone through this, had I not had this pain, had this health crisis, had all this stuff happen to me, lose everything, start over and get to a point where I understood how people could take their lives. I may not have ended up on this path where I started helping other veterans and helping other people who are struggling. So that was something that I think I took out of that whole experience, just, you know, to be able to, to give back into the world in that way and, you know, save people who are struggling in that regard. Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Wow. That's amazing. So I know you can't summarize a three hour conversation <laughs> in, in three minutes, but what, I mean, so you've counseled just, you know, a lot of people that have had suicidal thoughts and, you know, really, I mean, one of my best friends uh, in the world is, um, I mean, he, he actually speaks at um, my live events and um, a few years ago, he took his filter off and um, I mean, he had actually gotten to the point of, you know, Googling, you know, how to commit suicide. He'd actually figured out how he was going to do it. And um, so he's got his story. But for people that are out there and, you know, with the times that are going on now, I've heard suicide rates are just out the ceiling They're skyrocketing. Um, for, you know, as compared to historically. But what are some what are some strategies or some therapies that you could share uh, that maybe you have as a common thread when you're talking to people? Um, from what perspective, as far as like somebody, so, counts, like somebody, or somebody listen, trying to. Yeah, obviously you listen to them yeah. uh, and every every story is different because every person is different, but. Um, is there a way you can share what are some ways that you get them to think about to get in, into a better place as you put it? Yeah. So ultimately you have to look at, you have to look at the situation as an opportunity because every situation is an opportunity provided that you can allow yourself to see it that way. 
you know, and, and this was what I went through in the beginning of mine. It was like, well, why me? Why this? This is bullshit. Why should this, why should I have to deal with this? But the reality is things happen. The why doesn't really matter. It's up to us to figure out what value we can take from a situation. So what value I took from this, you know, I'm, I'm going through this particular thing. And then on top of it, a guy that I served with took his life. Well, I had to find, I had to find some kind of value in that. And that was how I was able to get through this because now, I mean, think about it. What the hell happens if I decide to take my life? All these hundreds or thousands of people who have been looking up and I've, I've got this thing, I, I call it the cookie jar. And this is something we'll actually touch on here shortly. Um, Cause this is another, another way they can help get through these. But like, I've got various messages that I got from people over the years of, you know, how my posts have inspired them or motivated them to push through this particular challenge or that challenge or whatever. So um, that's a good way to do that is, is having that, what we call a cookie jar. But had I not done this, had I not found that value in it, I would not have gone down this path. And I know I don't have the exact count in my head, but I know there's a certain number of people who would not be here today. So let's say that I didn't, let's say that I got to a point where I took my life. What the hell is that going to show to those people? So now that that meaning is there, that's something to carry me through no matter how bad things get. So as long as we have a strong why, we're going to be able to get through anything. That's why you see, you know, the military doing things that ordinary people can't do. It's because they have a mission and it's not just a mission on paper. It's not, Hey, go, you know, kill these guys or blow that up or whatever. It's their mission is the guy to their left and their right in combat. It's their brothers and their sisters. So when we have a strong why, we have a powerful mission behind what we're doing, that allows us to go through something. And that's why people in general don't accomplish their goals because they want to do it if it's convenient. They don't want to do it no matter what. They just want to do it when it's nice and simple. So that's, that's one aspect is having a really strong why. The second aspect is the cookie jar thing that I talked about where you basically take things that you've overcome in your life right? Like we've all had some pretty terrible things happen to us. So if you can go back and look at those, those significant challenges, those difficult times and use those as motivation, it's like, Hey, I got through this. I got through that. I got through this. Then you can use that as fuel. Well, that's just another case of this, right? So now you just, you have that. It's like, I've already done this. Let's just do it again. Um, and, and the cookie jar, you can look at it in a number of ways. You can have it be something in your head, you could have it be something tangible, like the uh, collection of messages that I've got from from various people. Um, it could be, you know, maybe you've got a uh, what a buddy of mine in the military used to call his "I love me" wall. All the awards and the recognition and the things he had accomplished. Um, when we have this kind of thing, that shows us that what we've done has prepared us for what we're going through now. And I mean, you can even pure, purely look at that from a physical perspective, right? You know, you look at what we do in the military or you look at what an elite athlete does and they're not, let's say you're going to go run a three mile race. You're not going to go run three miles. Your training is going to consist of you running, you know, six, nine, maybe 12 miles. You might do a series of sprints. You might do all these different things that are larger than what you're actually trying to accomplish. So when we look back at the things that we've actually done to prepare for what we're doing, in the totality, we've already overcome the thing that we're facing. We just haven't put all the pieces together to realize that. That is wonderful. Now, you mentioned a moment ago that 
people, uh, you get feedback from people really being inspired and helped with your post. Uh, mm -hmm. Where could people see your post and, and, you know, the types of things that you're posting? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty active on, on, especially on Facebook, but I'm active on most of the social media platforms. Um, I'm not a hard guy to find considering what I do. I'm pretty public and pretty out there. So, uh, right. I mean, yeah. And so, um, so Scott, let's put Jeremy's name up there. And so folks, the spelling there is, and if, in case you're just listening is Jeremy J E R E M Y. And his last name is K N A U F F as in farmer, farmer. And I guess it's okay to give out your email since we've got it up there on the screen. It's already out there now. <laughs> it's all over the place anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> there you go. So um, Jeremy says it's pretty easy uh, to find him, folks, if you uh, if you want to start following him. I've got a, a, one curious question I have is you've talked with all these people. You've helped a lot of people that have considered taking their life. Do you think or have you heard back? And I think I know the answer to this question. Have you heard back or do you think some of those people that you helped are now out there doing the same thing you're doing? And that is helping other people with that situation. You know, that's a good question. I, I stay in touch with a lot of them. I don't know if anyone's doing that, but I would hope so. Right. Like, I think that I think that that's something we all should be doing, not just this particular topic, but whatever the topic. Right. Like, I think we all should be putting value back into the world. And if you know that you've already struggled with a thing and overcome it, then you've got that knowledge. You've got that empathy. You can deal with it in a way that others can't. So I hope I certainly hope they are. It's I mean, if you've already got the background, we, we need to be adding value back to the world in that way. So yes, I hope they yeah. are. Well, you know, it all comes down to serving. And I mean, clearly, uh, Jeremy, you have got a servant's heart and, um, and you said it beautifully. You go through this thing, you overcame the thing, and now you can help others do the same thing. I mean, in my education business, the private money authority, it's the same thing. I was, no, it's not the same thing. Yours is a much more, <laughs> it's not the same thing. The concept is the same. I, um, I was, I mean, I've been relying on local banks to fund my deals for the first six years of investing. Um, and this story pales in comparison to yours as far as its importance. Um, but I was cut off from the banks, didn't have any way to fund my deals. I found a great way to get my, my deals funded with private money. And then what I started doing two years after that is just, teaching other people what I know to do. So, you know, or, or how, to, how to fix the problem. Now, you know, a mentor of mine said years ago, said, you know, Jay, if people didn't have problems, they wouldn't need us. Right? <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, the world is your oyster because everybody's, everybody's got problems. So uh, as we wrap up here on the show, uh, final comments, uh, Jeremy. Uh, final comments. I let just, I guess, look for ways to add value back into the world. You know, too far, far too often people look at, Hey, what can I get out of this situation or this deal or, or this person or whatever? When we look at how we can make something a win for everybody involved, it creates more value as a whole and we all rise. So I just think more of us need to take that approach. Excellent. So one more time, folks, Jeremy's very, very easy to find on the social media and all the platforms. Uh, again, you spell his name J E R E M Y 
last name K-N-A-U-F-F, as in farmer, and his company, SpartanMedia.com. If you are any type of professional and you're looking to be known as the authority and expert in your space, then you definitely want to check out Jeremy and his team at SpartanMedia.com. There you have it, folks. Another show, Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm the Private Money Authority, and I'm wishing you all the best. And here's to taking your business to the next level. We'll see you on the next show. Mm -hmm.